0: Danger. It's
1: dangerous. Everybody come to the Breakfast Club. I call (laughs) this the hot seat. Y'all are wild. Y'all are wild. Can I live? You are out of control. (laughs) I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty, Why are y'all so (laughs) petty?
2: The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy.
3: Captain of this bitch.
2: Angela
1: Yee.
3: I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way.
2: Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast
4: Club. Made for everybody.
3: Good morning, ye. What's
5: good? Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. That's right. It's Wednesday hump day. All day. All day. Now, um, as I was walking into the building this morning, I think, uh, was it earlier this week, maybe Monday, Charlemagne got an apple pie. Somebody sent him an apple pie in the mail.
3: And he threw it away.
5: He threw it away. It was dripping all over the place. Well, those guys were like, our apple pies don't drip.
3: Whew, what guys
5: so they drove from Atlanta now they're downstairs with like nine pies what? yeah they're downstairs with nine like nine apple pies' oh, so I didn't see any of that they delivered nine apple pies they it was like here I was like I can't take that I'm late I'm gotta get I said you know I'll send somebody down I'll to get to get some pies so they they delivered some pies so thank you to those uh, young men for delivering those pies
3: <laughs> all right well today is tomorrow's Halloween yes
5: tomorrow's Halloween are you
3: dressing up because I know every year you do get dressed up
5: uh I haven't got my outfit as of yet. Um, Because I've been in Paris, of course, with the wife. Then I had all the HBCU tours. Then we had Powerhouse. But what I usually do is I go to a place that does costumes for movie sets. Mm -hmm. So I just go there and I usually rent a a, a costume from them. And I usually do something that my kids will love. So I don't know if I'm going to do Paw Patrol. My kids love Paw Patrol. They like cars. My my daughter likes uh, Cinderella, but I'm not going to do that one. So... I'm going to figure it Wait, out, Wait, you though.
3: were going to be Cinderella? No,
5: I did not say I was going to be Cinderella. I okay. said my daughter likes Cinderella. I usually pick things that my kids love, so I'm probably going to do Paw Patrol. That's what I think I'm going to do this year, but we'll see.
3: All right. What well, about I'll, you? I'll be in Atlanta. I'm actually going to Atlanta today for Lip Service Live. That's going to be with Tokyo Jets, Wife and Lucci, Trouble, Johnny Blaze. So we'll be out in Atlanta, and then I'm going to stay there one more day. I know they have a lot of things happening.
5: Are you going out for Halloween? What are do you doing?
3: Um, there's a couple of different parties happening in Atlanta, so I might go out. Okay. I got my hair braided yesterday. So. I see your
5: hair's braided. I thought that maybe that was for an outfit that you were doing for Halloween. Or no, you just got it <laughs> That's braided.
3: a lot of effort for an outfit. Yeah, you never know. Some uh, people six really, hours sitting still. <laughs>
5: some people really do that for that. No?
3: Uh, no, it wasn't for that. But what you can do is, you know, I'm leaving to go on tour, so I wanted to make sure that my hair didn't require much effort.
5: Okay. All right, well, let's get the show cracking now. This morning... Byron Allen will be joining us this morning.
3: Mm-hmm. He owns the Weather Channel. He owns
5: the Weather as well
3: Channel. As well uh, as hundreds of, of other networks. Yeah, he
5: owns hundreds of uh, networks. He started off as a comedian from Detroit. Uh, didn't really have much. He worked and grinded his way up, and now he owns a lot. Is he a billionaire? He yes, a billionaire. he is. Oh, he's a billionaire. All right, so we'll talk to him. And now he's
3: going to battle with Comcast. I've been seeing that in the news a lot lately, that he's taking them to court. Or they taking him to court.
5: Correct. And then we got front-page news. What are we talking about front-page news? Man, we
3: got to start it off this morning with a rest in peace to John Witherspoon. Oh, man. Really, Pops, really. Pops, Yes, we love John Witherspoon. He's been up here before. You know him, bang, bang, bang,
5: bang. And uh, don't come to the bathroom 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes there.
3: Yes, and he had a whole album out. Remember that? Yes, all right, well, we'll discuss that and give our rest in peace to John Witherspoon first this morning.
5: All right, all right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boy, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, let's get in some front page news World Series. Tonight is game seven of the World Series. It will be played in Houston. Now, as I was listening, driving in, they said this is the first time ever that a home team has lost every game. In any series, in baseball, in football, in basketball. It's the first time that the home team has lost in their home where they played at home. So we'll see what happens tonight. It should be a great game. Good luck, Houston. What else are we talking about, Yeezy?
3: Well, of course, rest in peace, like I said, to John Witherspoon. He was only 77 years old when he Mm -hmm. passed away in his home in Sherman Oaks. Uh and really sad it is with deep sadness we have to tweet this but our husband and father John Witherspoon has passed away he was a legend in the entertainment industry and a father figure to all who watched him over the years we love you pops always and forever we also know him as Willie Jones in the Friday movies for also playing granddad in the boondocks they also had recently put in a two-season order for that animated series of the Boondocks on HBO Max, as we've told you before. Mm-hmm. You've seen him on the Tracy Morgan show, on uh, the Wayans Brothers, all kinds of things. Right. And he also was recently on Chance the Rapper's The Big Day album, too, yeah. by the way. Good,
5: great guy, R- really. I mean, I- I've interviewed him at least a dozen times and just always full of energy, always great, never had an attitude. He was funny as hell when he did his comedy stand-up. Great guy, man. Rest in peace.
3: Yes, a lot of people gave their condolences on social media. Regina King said, My dad, my grandpa, my comedic inspiration. I love you, Spoons. Rest in paradise, King. Ice Cube said, I'm devastated mm. over the passing of John Witherspoon. Life won't be as funny without him. Mike Epps said, Oh, man, this is a heartbreaker. I remember the first day on the set of Next Friday, and you told me, Calm down and let the jokes come natural. I was so honored to have work with you. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Now, let's. Dec- uh, Apple has some new gender-neutral emojis. If you download the new... <laughs> Uh, everything new and update all your apps and all of that there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of new emojis that have arrived with that update there's about almost 400 okay new emojis and some of those are gender neutral. And then there's some new objects and animals as well. So there's like a apple juice box. They have a stick of butter now, a falafel, and oyster, and all of that. They have a, a yawning smiley emoji, which okay. I'm sure people will enjoy.
5: Now with the NCAA, have they uh, have they passed
3: that yet that, that players can have agents now? Yes, the NCAA has voted to allow student athletes to get paid.
5: Right, they're not paying them though. The NCAA said, said, make it it clear, we're not paying the athletes, but they can get an agent and get endorsements from other people outside of the NCAA so far, right?
3: Yeah, so they said we must embrace change. Uh, I'm so glad so many people have been discussing this. And LeBron tweeted out, it's a beautiful day for all college athletes going forward from this day on. Thank you guys for allowing me to bring more light to it. I'm so proud of the team at Uninterrupted bringing focus to this. And to everyone who has been fighting this fight, not a victory, but a start. Okay. So, yes, that is great news. Because this has been going on forever. Right. Absolutely. And people always act like there can't be change. Why are we... But, yes, you have to keep on uh, making sure you fight that fight. So now you can, as an athlete, profit from names, images, and likenesses.
5: Okay. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. When I was growing up,
2: this was all the protection we needed. You win some... You lose some, but you live, you live to fight another day. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> this is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to
5: hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Welcome. Hey, get it off your chest, Mama.
1: I want to know, is it normal for you guys to pick up and then, you know, be on hold for like 20 minutes and never get connected back on the line?
5: Is that normal? Why? Why, what happened? When did that happen to you?
1: Uh, Yesterday and maybe like two other times.
5: Mm, I'm sorry, Mama. Well, what did you want to say? What did you want to call about?
1: Well, I wanted to, again, thank Angela Lee for, you know... Um, you know, just looking out for me when it came down to the music situation.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, you do music. That's right. You
1: remember? Yes, I I do remember. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then, let me tell you, when people actually did check out the song, it was like, man, Charlamagne was tripping. I'm like, man, I came from work. I was tired getting off from overnight, so. You want to try? You want to give it another?
3: You want to give it another try? (laughs) Y'all down the listen? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Let's go. Oh, boy. Oh, don't do me like that, bro. Don't
1: do me like
4: that at all. You ain't ready for the big leagues, mama. Mm, I
1: know
3: I got what it takes.
4: I can't tell. All right,
3: come on. You're Let's hear it. You got to redeem yourself.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, a one, see. a two, oh, a I, one,
4: I, two, I, three. Damn. You tried. No, she didn't. You really didn't. No, I said we tried.
5: Oh. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Moses from Queens.
0: Moses from Queens. Get it off your chest, Moses. Yeah, I'm just calling it to find out, you know, just just you know, just find out, you know, what's going on lately. You know, just upset with the with with, with the, you know, with everything with the president and when, he, when he's gonna be impeached.
3: <laughs>
0: well, yeah. We're all upset, bro. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this is
5: ridiculous. That's so all you got? Because we all
3: upset. I I mean, that's all I wanted to add. He's going to express I just, himself, wanna, okay, okay. okay? We feel you. I'm not
5: mad at you bro. <laughs> I thought he had more to it. Hello, who's this?
0: Yo, yeah, what's up, Envy? What's up, Trav? Hey, Trav. Uh, hey, how you, boo? What's up, boo? Uh, what's going on,
3: Salomon?
0: What up, sis? Uh, hey, Envy. Yup. <laughs> I'm going to let you know, I've been, I've been seeing you on, on a little YouTube page. You know, with, you're, looking, you're looking real handsome. Looking okay, real handsome with that hair. Yeah. Hey, The hey. hair plugs got him popping.
3: New dude, new you. I mean,
0: new dude, new, new me. New dude, new you. Oh, that's right, dude. You, you're the sexy with, Charlamagne used to be the sexy guy on the show, but you took over now, Envy. Ow. Yeah, but I'm natural, though. I'm, I'm all, natural, too. I'm all natural, though. You all know natural, what I'm all Ain't no enhancements over here. There's overhead. no enhancements here, either. Ain't no enhancements oh, over here. Charlam- Charlamagne, you ball-head scallywag, Be quiet. Ball-head scallywag. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Envy, uh, I was going to remind you um, that earlier in the year, the Cowboys played the Giants. I mean, you had a little bet, um, and I won, and we doubled to nothing it. And wow. we're coming up again on Monday. What's the bet? I was going to let you know. $2,000. We did not bet no damn $2,000. <laughs> Envy,
3: pay your money. <laughs> pay that man. We Now I was like, him I ain't shout bet him. Him. Shout him and heard
0: it. it. was 2000 thousand. No, no, we're trying to back out of it now. It's a little 2000 You got I it. I, I'm not going to lie. I would cash that in, bro. <laughs> I would cash that in and do a fresh bet. Nope. <laughs> I don't know what y'all talk about. <laughs> but Cowboys going to win, and I'll see and I'll be talking to you um, on Tuesday. But Trav. Yo. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you
5: need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your
2: ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
5: Mm. Hello, who's this? This is Nick. Nick, what up? Get it off your chest, Nick.
6: I just wanted to give a shout out to any families out there just like mine. I'm under 30 with five kids. I go to work every day and bust my back to provide for my family. You made, and you, you bu- busting your back oh, and you
4: made a family. What's that? Busting your back is what made a fa- made your family. You was getting yeah, it in. Yeah, five yeah, kids under it. 30? That's right. You already know it. Well, what congratulations, my brother. You sound happy. Sheesh. I just
6: wanted to also give a shout-out to any family that's just like mine, guys out there busting your back. Keep doing what you're doing. Your family appreciates you. Go home. Get their love. And just keep doing what you're doing.
5: You don't want to shout-out your wife, bro? It's five, I mean, five kids?
6: That, that's what I'm doing. I'm shouting out to my wife and any other guys and their wives. and just Okay.
0: Keep doing what you're doing. It's you
4: all sa- about the family. You sound happy, bro. You is right. You are right. It's absolutely all about family. Hello, who's this?
1: DJ Evie, what's up? What up, Yoni lady? What up? What up?
5: Get off
4: your chest. <laughs> so, um, what I'm getting off my chest is
1: what I'm blessed. I love the show. I'm riding to it. I'm just coming from the gym, so I'm loving all of that. But honey, y'all had me on hold for like a week straight. I listened to the whole show on the phone. How you work out on hold? Man, after I get out of the gym, I, cut, I go to the gym at 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. I cut the show on immediately once I'm in the car, and then I start calling. as soon, as y'all say, get it off your chest. And now I've been on hold. I started to y'all inboxes. If you check your DM, I spent the whole thing. I've been on hold for, like, the whole ride to the house. One day I went to Walmart and was walking <laughs> around Walmart. I was on hold listening to the whole breakfast show.
4: Well you need you need you need to do more with your life, boo.
3: At least you don't have to pay for minutes. You have unlimited, right? <laughs> yes, I do. And something like I do more with my life. I'll be trying to get through.
1: Y'all be helping me out. The last time I got through, I got so many orders from New York. Do you know what that means to me? Well, well
4: shout out your uh, company now.
1: Yoni Spa Room. I am the Yoni Lady calling from Savannah, Georgia. I help women get their Yoni's tight and right.
4: Okay. And how do they reach you?
1: Uh, yonispyroom.com, uh Instagram at the Yoni Room, Facebook Yoni Spa Room,
4: everything under Yoni or the Yoni Lady. And Yoni Yoni means poom poom in what language? Uh, it's a
1: Sanskrit word, so you know. Well,
4: it's go, like a, uh, so everybody so, out there with loose Yonis, go, yoni yoni yoni. go get your yoni you get type. Go get your yoni tight.
3: Get your yoni balls. Don't loose. <laughs> Bye Yoni.
7: Bye. Hello, who's this? Good morning, DJ Envy. This is Shatia. How are you? Luke? Good morning.
5: How are you this morning?
7: I'm doing fine. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning. Uh, I was calling because I wanted to get it off my chest. I see Charlemagne still hasn't got there. He's uh, here. So. I'm
4: listening to you right uh, now. I'm not here.
7: Good morning, Charlemagne. My TV's on commercial, so I can't see if you're on yet. So I just want to call because you owe me a cat. You said you were going to get me a cat. I was a lonely person. This is Shatia Hasbury calling from Warren, Michigan, where the where the mayor said we look like chimpanzees. Oh. So I just want to get it off my chest this morning and just say, first of all, I love you guys. I watch you every single morning. But I got an issue going on with discrimination. My son, I have a special needs child in the 37th District Court out here, took my son into custody last year. And it was really because he was at the playground with two other kids that was of mixed culture, and he was the only one taken into uh, custody. So I have a question for you guys. Do you think that that was right, even though, you know, that he was the black kid playing on the playground and the only one that was taken into custody was him over the half-white-looking kid? And he's special. They didn't uh, tell me anything about it. You know, they just took him into custody. And now I'm trying to fight it through court. they trying to say that it wasn't discrimination when in case it was because the officer got on stand and lied. And uh, I've just been trying to get advice on it, what that
4: is. It, it sounded to me like you need to reach out to one of the local civil rights organizations, like, you know, the NAACP or the Urban League or... You know, maybe you can, you know, find a a good black lawyer in that city and file some type of discrimination suit. That would sound like to me.
7: Believe it or not, Charlemagne, I did reach out to the NAACP and they end up sending me over to the civil rights, which I put my case with them. And they just actually got all the evidence for me. I mean, even interviewed the officers at 37th District out here and they found that the evidence that they told me was insufficient. I have been trying to find my own attorney, but unfortunately, I'm on a fixed income, so it's kind of hard to try to retain a lawyer. I did, you know, talk to several lawyers who did say that it is discrimination, but pretty much because, I guess, they're white cops in a white city. No one
3: wants to touch
7: it.
4: Listen, I'm glad you got it off your chest, but this is what you should do. Give out your contact information, and maybe somebody Mm -hmm. out there listening can help you more than we can. You know what I mean? Yeah, how
3: can somebody reach you if there's anything that they can do to help out and maybe somebody wants to cover this? Okay,
7: my email is JuicyF, like the bubble gum, JuicyF100.ch at gmail.com.
4: JuicyF100.ch
7: at gmail.com.
4: Boom! Somebody will reach out to you, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody out there is listening can help you more than we can. And good luck, Mama.
7: I really appreciate it. Thank
3: you, guys. All All right, Queen.
5: Have a good one.
7: You too.
5: Bye-bye. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way?
3: Yes, we are going to talk about somebody who is now being criticized for a joke that they made on Saturday Night Live. Was it a joke? Do they deserve this criticism? Was this hurtful? Let's hear what you think.
5: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> this is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad
2: or The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
3: So people are upset about Michael Che doing a joke that they perceive to be transphobic about Caitlyn Jenner on Saturday Night Live. Now I'm going to play it for you Mm -hmm. and see if you guys think that there's an issue. He was basically doing the Weekend Update segment and talking about Kanye West and criticizing him. Listen to this.
0: And it's also being reported that Kanye will be altering his old hits with more G-rated lyrics. So, yay. <laughs> yeah, at first I thought Kanye was losing his mind and now I feel like he's fine, he's just turning into an old white lady. <laughs> I mean, he used to be like one of the coolest black dudes on earth, now he's showing up to events in sweatpants and orthopedic sneakers, <laughs> listening to Kenny G and trying to get black people to like Trump. It's like, how long before this guy changed his name to Kathy? <laughs> Now, you might think that I'm crazy, but about five years ago, there was a fella named Bruce Jenner.
4: What's the problem? I don't see the problem. He's simply saying that Kanye could potentially be transitioning. Five years ago, Caitlyn did identify as a man named Bruce, so what's the problem?
3: Right, so people were on Twitter. They were like Caitlyn Jenner was dead named and misgendered as a punchline. There wasn't even a joke. And was,
4: He wasn't misgendered. He said five years ago there was a man named Bruce. Do you know what there dead, was a man named Bruce.
3: Do you know what dead naming is, too, by the way? I have no I just idea what that is. It. What is that? Uh, dead naming is when you use a person's former name prior to his or her transition. So that's just a new...
4: Oh, my God. Knock it off. Like, so, like, so it, that, are you trying to tell me that he did not, he wasn't somebody else five years ago?
3: So here's the other issue. They said, Michael Che, I'm disappointed in your comparison of Kanye West, a cis man, to Caitlyn Jenner, a trans woman. Your comparison implies that trans women are just men who change their names. You also misgendered and dead named her. So.
4: Okay, so we'll start saying B.C. from now on. Instead of before crisis, before Caitlyn. So when, when you're referring to uh, Bruce, say uh, Caitlyn B.C. I don't know. Do that. Before, that? before Caitlyn. I really... Before I, Caitlyn, he was Bruce. I don't know. Jesus Christ. You're like, I don't know.
3: I don't even want to
5: comment I, I, on I it. I really don't even know. Like, I, I don't know what offends people, what doesn't offend people anymore. I, uh, I, I, it's,
4: I just, it's, it's been a slow outrage week. <laughs> they, they tell, we tired of being outraged about Trump. You got to be outraged about something, okay?
3: That's all right, all. now here's some good news. LeBron James he actually sent some taco trucks to the L.A. firefighter first responders, which was a nice thing to do. It was Taco tu- well for Taco Tuesday, I guess. It was. <laughs> Wait, what day is today? Yeah, it was, Wednesday. It was, oh yeah, it was yesterday was Taco Tuesday. Yeah, I was thinking today was Tuesday. No,
5: no, yesterday is Taco Tuesday. So, so I was he
3: was actually forced to evacuate his mansion when fires got dangerously close to his home. But he wanted to thank all the firefighters who were out there putting their lives on the line and working really hard to try to make sure. That things are contained, even though it looks crazy when you see all the flames. If you've seen the video Mm -hmm. of people having to drive past those wildfires. All right. R. Kelly has been ordered to use his royalties from his music catalog to pay his ex-wife, Dreya's child support. So he's been ordered to pay back that over $20,000 he owes her every single month. He's gotten pretty much behind on that. At one, point, at one point, remember, he went to jail because he was so far behind on his child support payments. So he, now that's what he's got to do.
4: Does he make royalties? I thought he gave away all his publishing or something
5: like that. Or sold all his publishing to the label. I mean, obviously he must be making something, but I don't know. how Like, it has to stop soon because nobody's playing his music that much. He's not performing. Like, what is he doing to get money?
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, I was in the car the other day, and Who's I'm not going to say what it was on, but definitely some Art Kelly came Yeah, on. who
4: said people not playing his music? I, I've never radio stations really play like yeah, that. I'm sure people are still screaming are still his music. It. And I'm sure he's still. Yeah, yeah, and if it's, not, if it's not his records personally, it's records he wrote
5: and produced. There you go.
3: All right, now, HBO Max, which is Warner Media's new streaming service, they they had this whole event yesterday, a media event, to talk about what you can expect from HBO Max because they just wanted to figure out what's happening. So what we did find out about HBO Max is that it will be launching in May 2020. It's going to cost you 14.99 a month. FYI, which is more than Netflix's standard plan, and it's more than Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus. Those cost six ninety nine and four ninety nine per month. So just giving you all some insight. They said it's going to have uh, ten thousand hours of content when it launches, and there will be only a handful of new projects. Those projects do include the Sesame Street spinoff Elmo's Not Too Late Show and Ridley Scott's sci fi series Raised by Wolves. So they also played those sizzle reels during that launch and. That's what we know so far. It's a pretty crowded streaming market for a lot of these platforms mm-hmm. that are launching. I think Apple TV Plus, doesn't that launch on Friday or November 1st? Not is that sure. Friday? Yeah.
5: I don't
4: know. And then, yeah, the, the, Friday is November 1st. The, the, the Boondocks will be available on HBO Max uh, next fall, too. 20-plus episodes. The back catalog and a brand-new season written by Aaron Magruder. I don't know what they're going to do now that John Witherspoon uh has passed away, and I don't know who's going to play the voice of Granddad, but Jesus.
3: All right, Disney Plus is also launching early next I'm month. I'm getting that. Yeah, that's what I think has the most excitement for people. They did a whole study to see which, which is resonating the most.
4: I'm getting that. They, they got all the Marvel. They got all the Marvel stuff. I'm definitely getting that. They got brand new Marvel television shows, all the old Marvel movies. Disney Plus is mine.
3: All right. Well, okay. according to AT&T, they, right. <laughs> it's mine. They projected HBO Max will get between 75 to 90 million subscribers worldwide by 2025. Mm-hmm. That's what the plan is. You never Disney know what's going to Disney
4: Plus going to trump everybody. Disney Plus got the whole Star Wars catalog. They got all the Marvel, Ooh. all the new Marvel TV shows. Disney Plus mm-hmm. going to beat up everybody. It's not even going to be close.
3: Well, HBO Max will be the exclusive home of Friends also, which is one of the most popular sitcoms in TV it Ain't history. big as Marvel.
4: It ain't big as nothing Marvel's ever done. They also will have children's programming from
3: Looney Tunes, Hanna-Barbera, Cartoon Network, and Sesame Street. And they'll have a new original series called Max Origina- uh Their series called Max Originals, where they'll have... Um, other shows too and they'll have the West Wing Pretty Little Liars The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Marvel things like that South Park will be exclusive Star
4: Wars and Marvel Disney to Plus to HBO Max all 23 things.
3: seasons and yes, yeah, so I'm just got, giving you some information
4: the, the Winter Soldier and, and, and uh, uh, Falcon Show She-Hulk oh man Marvel's gonna kill bro I can't wait
3: HBO Max will have every DC film if that matters definitely to you. not getting it now <laughs> alright well that is your I'll get it
4: for the boondocks though
3: front page news let me
4: guess. You are gonna I mean, be a, mar- a Marvel Actually, character for Halloween? I've been a Marvel character the
5: past three years for Halloween. Last year I was Iron Man. Year mm. before that I was Black Panther. You're Gonna be one again this year? Probably. But well, you said you needed. It. Well, you, you said you needed a cup. Did you buy you your need cup? A little
4: cup? Because you know when I wore Black right, costume, the Black Panther costume, the Black Panther costume had like spandex. You know what I'm saying? And you kept looking at my, my poke. I'd, and it was making me uncomfortable. Was not so looking at that little ass so poke. I'm gonna get a cup. You know what I'm saying? So mm. as not to distract you tomorrow at work. Okay. You know what I mean? You went to the boys section. It don't matter. <laughs> I, I, okay, I never claimed to have a big penis. I'm not one of these liars. Okay, okay. my penis is seven inches, three, All four, right. eight when it's warm out. All right, about two to three inches of graph. All that, right. That's Fem decent, page right? news next? That's right. What are we talking about? I ain't never seen you give your measurements. <laughs> hmm. Do You want to yeah. see my measurements? No, tell me. Hmm. I don't want to tell you. You ain't never measured your penis. I don't have to.
3: Did you just try to subpoena him?
4: <laughs> Come on, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, me- I'll measure it for you later. Don't measure it for me. Measure for yourself. You, you just asked. You should know. Everybody should know their measurements. You know your shoe size, don't you? Yes. All right. You know your pants size, don't you? Yes. All right. You should know your penis size. But I'm not putting. All right. You're not
3: putting shoes on. I'm not putting shoes on my penis. You know, or pants size, on my penis. Your shirt. Size, I put a hat on. Your underwear I put a shirt size. On. Your belt size. I know size, underwear your size, size. Your
4: shoe size, but don't need your penis size. You know how tall you are. You know how much you weigh, but you don't need your penis size. What am I putting on my penis? A condom.
5: I'm married. Oh, yeah. You're right. My bad.
3: (laughs) All right. Now, if you want $10,000, we'll tell you where you can move to actually get paid $10,000. All right.
5: We'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Tonight, Game 7 of the World Series will be played in Houston. So we'll see what happens. Good luck, Houston. What else we got talking about, Yee?
3: Well, if you want to get paid $10,000, you can move to Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's a foundation. Tulsa Remote is a program funded by the George Kaiser Family Foundation. They're offering 250 people the opportunity. You can make that $10,000 just by moving to Oklahoma. Now, you get that money in the form of a grant, and it's distributed to you over the course of a year. So, they did launch that program back in 2018, and more than 10,000 applications came in from more than 150 different countries. Mm. All right, now, police in Nebraska are looking for a man who tried to open an account at the bank. He had a fake $1 million bill.
4: Okay, okay. I like your style.
3: Now, he said the bill was real, even though bank employees told him that it wasn't, and he actually ended up having to leave with it, but he didn't end up getting his new account. They didn't uh, report the encounter to the police. They're trying to find him after uh, reviewing the security. Field. I don't
5: think that man should be arrested for he's that. Not, no, he's not going to be arrested. They, yeah. They're, they're going to get him to see if he has a mental problem yeah. or if he got scammed and he really thinks that $1 million bill uh, is you think real. He paid $1 he, million he cou-
3: dollars for a $1 million dollar bill?
5: Yeah. He don't, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he, he did a service or somebody. Somebody scammed gave out him a million dollar yeah. bill and he listen,
4: by the way, if you I don't think people realize like when you when you point disenfranchised where your mind is at, like he really might thought he really might have thought that was a real bill.
5: Yeah so they not they're not looking to arrest him, they're looking to see if he needs help or if he got scammed. You ever watched Safe Car what's that show called? You remember Safe Car? I think that was called Safe Car back in the day.
4: And they used to go to these cities and show people breaking in the cars. And it was these two little boys from Chicago, and they saw this bag in the back seat. And the dude goes, "Yo, it might be a billion dollars in yeah, there! Yeah, 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 yeah! It's like yeah, a yeah, billion! Yeah, 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 yeah Like, yeah. you know how much a billion dollars is? Right, right, right. So right. he probably don't have no concept of money. He probably thought that million-dollar bill was
5: real. Yeah, they're not going to arrest him. They're going to check on him.
3: Well, just so y'all know, they don't even make one million-dollar bills. No, the so biggest bill they made you, is a thousand-dollar bill. If you have one out there then just know that it's not real. But they, they said the largest bill ever printed for public circulation is a $10,000 bill. Oh, $10,000 bill.
5: Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant, $10,000 bill.
3: All right, now, uh, multiple people were shot at a house in Long Beach, California yesterday. They have not yet identified a suspect. They said that the Long Beach Fire Department responded to a shooting at 1044 p.m. last night, and that incident took place during a party at that house. Three people were confirmed dead and nine were taken to area hospitals. All of the victims were adults.
4: By the way, I would never want a $10,000 bill. Because mm. I want to hold that money. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine losing one $10,000 bill? You'd you feel? No, you can't. you Certain eh? money
5: ain't supposed to be in one bill, bro. Mm-mm.
3: All right, well, that is your front page news.
5: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Byron Allen will be joining us. Yes, Byron Allen. I, I kicked through with Byron Allen at um, Tyler, the, the grand opening of
4: Tyler Perry Studios and. He said he wanted to come on the Breakfast Club. So I like a man that keeps his words. All right. He's definitely pulling up. And I think you will learn a lot. And he's a billionaire, correct? He's not a billionaire. He's not a billionaire.
5: No. No. Right now, not a billionaire. Mean, he's rich. He's <laughs> he definitely not a billionaire. I thought they said he was a billionaire. No. Okay. All right, well we'll talk to him when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Byron <laughs> Allen. Good morning, sir.
8: Good morning. Good morning. First of all, thank you for having me. Thank I really appreciate coming. it. No, no, no. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. You do amazing work, and I really appreciate you so much. So it's it's an honor to be here. Who, who is Byron Allen for people who may not be familiar? Who is Byron Allen? That's a great question. I'm trying to figure that out myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm really blessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, In so many ways. Uh, Don't make me pull
4: up your celebrity net worth to let people know exactly how how blessed (laughs) you are. (laughs) You know what? Those blessings, when you know,
8: I I think about how great America is when I think about just my simple story. Mm -hmm. My mother uh, got pregnant with me when she was 16 years old. Wow. Mm -hmm. And she had me 17 days after her 17th birthday. So my mother and I decided to go to L.A. and visit some family Mm -hmm. and uh, ended up staying and slept on a lot of sofas. And my mother, my mother ended up getting into UCLA mm. and got her master's degree in cinema TV production. Oh wow. So it's in your blood. So because my mother was at UCLA mm-hmm. and getting her master's degree in cinema TV production and my mom ended up being an intern at NBC and then later a tour guide. And because she was a tour guide and we couldn't afford childcare, I would go out to NBC with her. And I would sit and wait for her to get off work, and I would just watch Johnny Carson do The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I watched Red Fox do Sanford and Son, and Flip wow. Wilson do The Flip Wilson Show, and mm-hmm. Richard Pryor do his specials, and Freddie Prince do Cheek on the Man. And then I would go and watch an unknown sportscaster uh, do the local news, Bryant Gumbo.
0: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> wow. then
8: I watched an unknown weatherman do the weather, Pat Sajak, mm-hmm. before The Today Show and before Will of Little Fortune. Fortune. And I just went from studio to studio to studio, and I thought, what a wonderful way to go through life, making people laugh, making television, and entertaining the world. And this is what I'm going to do with my life.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: And all of that is because of
4: education.
8: So I started doing stand-up comedy mm-hmm. when I was about 13, 14 years old.
4: That's how it, I got first introduced to you as a comedian.
8: Yeah, and, it, and a guy saw me terrific guy named wayne klein he saw me and he said who wrote those jokes i said i did (laughs) he said i know somebody might be interested in writing with you i said all right gave him my phone number (laughs) and i got a call like a week or two later jj walker there i go this is byron he goes he goes this byron yeah he goes my man wayne klein says you're funny he goes you want to come write some jokes with us i go all right let me ask my mom so i started writing jokes with jimmy jj walker i went to his apartment i was 14 years old and I go into his apartment. Sitting there is David Letterman and Jay Leno, who was sleeping in his car. Wow. And they were getting 200 bucks a, a week. And I, was, I got $25 a joke. And I was really fortunate. I ended up being the youngest comedian on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And uh, that went really well. And I remember standing behind the curtain. And I said, all right, the next five minutes here after he introduces me will change my life forever.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: And it went well. And I got a number of offers. And one of them was uh, real people which ended up being the uh, the granddaddy of reality shows. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how I got into the business. But before that, it was tough. I mean, it was, you know, with a single mother, and uh, there was talk about her not being able to afford me. So I started making money, and I'm, I remember how? being. I was 10 years old. I went to the supermarket, Ralph's, uh, La Brea and Third. And I went to the supermarket, and I said, hey, can I get a job? And they said, how old are you? I said, I'm 10 years old. They said, you have to be at least 16 to work here to bag groceries. go, well, how old is that guy right there bagging groceries? They said, he's 16 years old. I said, well, I'm 10 years old, and I know not to put eggs at the bottom of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so they said, no, that's not going to work. So uh, I was walking out of the store, and I saw this lady bringing a grocery basket back into the store. And I said, and I watched her take the basket and push it into this machine and then the machine gave her a stamp and I said hey lady what is that she goes well every time you you, you put a grocery basket in this machine you take it out of the parking lot because they don't want grocery baskets in the parking lot you get a stamp and if you get a hundred stamps you get a dollar's worth of food so I just worked that parking lot wow and I'm coming home with food for my mother wow and I'm saying okay you don't have to worry about feeding us Still, tell us how got you got the money though.
4: It. Oh, how I got. Oh, you wanna. Want you wanna. Okay. <laughs> how you got the money? Comedian,
5: writer, <laughs> yes, getting the money. <laughs> to buy the, weather the weather channel. channel to Rio. He's trying to get all <laughs> of y'all money. How'd you get the money? <laughs> my you my ain't, ain't take us to the. Okay,
8: my money's easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my money's easy. You know, like I said, as a, I had to learn how to make money from the day I started saying, "Look, I'm gonna help my mother. I'm gonna make sure I'm not a burden." Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that's the easy part. Making money is easy. You're gonna figure it out, especially today yes. with the internet. Yeah, but three hundred
4: million to buy the weather channel.
8: Three hundred million. By the way, three hundred million is not a lot of money. I think <laughs>
4: <laughs> Okay. What kind of billion is Byron working with? Let me get 300. <laughs> Yeah, let me, let, me, let me get 50 then.
8: Okay. You I know. Just give me 10. <laughs> 10 I right, listen, let's talk about I started my company from my dining room table. And I did a television special where I interviewed a bunch of funny friends. I remember that. And uh, I started, uh, I sat at my dining room table and I called all 1,300 television stations and asked them to carry the show for free. And uh, on average, they all told me no about 50 times. Mm-hmm. And after a year of doing that, I was able to squeeze out about 150 yeses. Mm-hmm. I got a station, a TV station, in every market from New York to Waterloo, Iowa, mm-hmm. Right. Now, Tribune had said to me, Byron, if you get 75% of the country, we will sell your commercial time. Because I said to the TV stations, there's 14 minutes of commercial time. I'll keep seven minutes. You keep seven minutes. I'll sell my seven minutes to national advertisers. You local TV station. You sell your seven minutes to local advertisers. And they
3: didn't pay for the show. You you paid to get everything done. That's right. They didn't pay for Mm -hmm. the
8: show. I gave them the show for free. You produced the show, did everything yourself. Everything myself. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. Sat there for one year and just worked the phones. So now, the problem was, after I did that, good old Tribune said, we changed our mind. We're not going to give you an advance of $400,000 so you can go into production and produce this TV show. So I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And I decided I'm going forward. And it was tough. My home went in and out of foreclosure over 14 times over about a four or five year period. From bankruptcy to billionaire. From bankruptcy to billionaire. That's exactly right. And finally, I turned the corner and I signed up all the movie studios to buy advertising. Before that, I was selling one 800 spray on hair and after I got the movie studios. Okay, MV. I, yeah, it is. He just this got his. Just, <laughs> just, this is real. That's real. Yeah, he oh, just he, got he, his. Oh, you just got his. Is that <laughs> spray on <laughs> there? It's, it's not really spray on, on, it's plug-in. It's plug-in. It's, plug-in. <laughs> okay. it's not no damn plug-in. <laughs> okay. it, to it, to it looks head good, head good man. It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one. Thank you. I probably got 20 bucks for that can. So you. This is real. Oh, is that real? Okay. Oh, you still got the spray on. Oh, we we sell it to everybody, right? So we kept selling. And I went I got movie studios, and I said, I'm going to go to soft drinks. I got soft drinks. And I went to fast foods and I went to packaged goods and I went to pharmaceuticals and I went to automotive and I went industry by industry by industry and I went to board of directors and I went to CEOs and chief and This market. was you. This was my assistant. This, this was my friend. This I'm was on the you phone. Man, I'm going I'm day and night. I'm on the plane every night and I'm five, you know, six meetings a day, whatever it is. And finally I put another show on. I'm saying, you know, I know all these television stations, I know all these advertisers. I put another show on, another show. Next thing you know, I have 43 shows on the air. Mm. And then a buddy came to me a guy who's satellite at my networks. And he came to me and he said, uh, he said, I used to be the chief operating officer of the Weather Channel.
0: Mm -hmm.
8: And he said, you should buy the Weather Channel. Mm -hmm. He goes, I know you don't think about the Weather Channel in LA because it's always 80 degrees and sunny, but it's a great business. And it generates hundreds of millions of dollars. And uh, the people who own it just don't want to own it anymore because they're in a partnership, a three-way partnership, and they want to get out of the deal. And I said, okay, let me get into it. We got into it. I said, you know what? I'm going to buy the Weather Channel. And I called a guy up, and I said, you know, we have an opportunity to buy the Weather Channel. And I said, it generates uh, quite a bit of capital, and uh, I need $310 million. Oh, so you didn't use your own money? I didn't use my own money. Oh, okay. I borrowed it. Okay. So the guy, I called him on a Friday morning.
4: You got his number? I like yeah. Yeah, his I called, yeah, I'll get you
8: his number. Maybe. And, uh <laughs> He sent his top executive to see me the next business day, Monday at 2 o'clock. Sat in my conference room for four hours. He said, this is one of the most amazing business stories I've ever heard. I'm going to give you a commitment letter. Please close on the Weather Channel. Wow. And we did.
5: All right, we got more with Byron Allen. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. CJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Byron Allen. Charlamagne? You purchased uh, 11 small
4: market networks from USA today. Well, you know, right?
5: the, one of the
8: first things I purchased, I purchased uh, a, a movie distribution company, mm-hmm. uh, Freestyle Releasing, because I wanted to go straight to the movie theaters. Because we as African Americans, we've never had that, mm-hmm. where we control our distribution right to the movie theaters. And I bought The Griot, and The Griot is uh, an amazing African-American yes. publishing. And I felt it was important in buying The Griot to own our our voice, to really control our narrative. And right? what are your <clears throat> channels,
4: and what kind of programming are you putting up?
8: We have uh, Comedy.TV, Pets.TV. Pets, there, yeah, there's more pets cars, in America. Automato, cars,
5: my destination, uh, My recipe.
8: Destination Travel. We put out movies, we put out, you know, 47 Meters Down, and... You know, this Friday, November 1, we have Arctic Dogs, our first animated movie. I told my wife when I met her almost 20 years ago, she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm building the world's biggest media company. The world's biggest media. Can you do that?
4: Well, yeah, you can. I was about to say, can you do that putting out black content? Because I haven't heard you mention any, like, black content. You know what? We are definitely,
8: well, one of the first movies we put out when I bought... Uh, freestyle was meet the blacks.
4: Okay. With Deion
8: Taylor, who Can't I you love. get
4: blacker than that. the, net. <laughs> <laughs> the Yeah, it actually says Meet
8: the Blacks, little right? Little <laughs> right. Oh, All yeah. of that stuff. So I mean that's what you know, but what I've always said, and I've said to you know young kids, you know what? I don't want to play in the Negro leagues. I'm gonna play in the global leagues. So one of the first things I did after buying the weather channels, I announced that we're doing something that's never been done before. We're doing the weather channel in Espanol. It's the first 24 hour Spanish language weather channel.
5: We're the going. Spanish weather channel be sexy, though. It be, be mad sexy on the Spanish weather
4: channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does
5: so, that mean? Yeah, be, that... Se- be, a, you gotta watch it one day and you see for yourself. It's not your average weather channel, it's sexy. Mm-hmm. So, so You got
4: a se-
3: there, You got a sexy,
4: sexy weatherman?
3: <laughs> we haven't started you said that. the guys are sexy. Yeah, guys know? and women
5: yeah. are yeah, sexy, yeah. Yeah, we haven't started woman. that, but you know.
8: <laughs> you, you know, look, at the end of the day, the capital's there. And then also, you have to make sure your position to win and i learned this from a guy god bless his soul roger king roger came to me once he said and i live in la he said will you come to new york and pitch me and i said sure roger king had a company called king world mm-hmm. and he distributed wheel of fortune jeopardy oprah right all these amazing shows mm-hmm. and i pitched him and he said you really are a great salesman And that meant a lot to me because mm-hmm. roger's the most successful at that point he said, I didn't realize how bad it was out there and how much racism there was out there until I went and saw it started selling Oprah. One of my first pitches, when I went and pitched a TV station to put Oprah on the air, a guy looked at me and said, I'll never put that in on my television station.
3: Wow. Mm-hmm.
8: And then I took the show across the street and I sold it to his competitor and I ran that guy out of town.
1: Damn.
8: He said, so listen up. I know you've been calling all these television stations from your dining room tape. He goes, and I play golf with a lot of these guys and they're laughing and joking about how much you call them and how they're not going to call you back and they're not going to... And he said, they're not going to do business with you because you're black. He says, so listen up. I'm having my birthday party at my beach house in New Jersey. And he says, everybody who owns and operates a TV station is going to be out there. He goes, please be at my beach house Mm. this weekend. And I go, uh, I'm here at Byron Allen, see Roger King, go, oh yeah, the boss has been looking for you. He keeps coming out and going, where are you? So I go in, and he goes, Byron Allen. Now this party can get started.
4: And he comes that up mean to me. One of two things in Hollywood,
8: though. Yeah, yeah, continue. Yeah, good thing. He comes up. He comes <laughs> up. He gives me that bear hug. He goes. He says to me. He says, "Who here is not returning your phone calls?"
5: Ooh.
8: And I said, "Everybody." He goes, "Watch this." He says, Bob, do you want to renew Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, and Oprah? And the guy is just kind of nervously laughing. Oh, of course, because if he didn't, his job was over. He goes, do me a favor. He goes, call Byron back. Figure out some business with him, and then we'll talk about what I'm going to charge you for Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, and Oprah. <laughs> and he did that for the whole, and he got up on the stage. We got the four tops, and we got Elton John, and we have the hardest-working man in Hollywood here in my backyard, Byron Allen. This is the kind of guy you want to do business with, and I never game had a changer. game changer, mm-hmm. right? Game, and I never realized that persisted. But I'll say I'll tell you something that's historic that we're going through. And I, he taught me that he goes, you got to position yourself to succeed,
7: right? And mm-hmm.
8: that's what he was doing. So the Obama administration came to me because these big corporations were trying to get bigger, and so the Obama administration came to me and said, Comcast wants to buy this, and Charter wants to buy that, blah blah blah. Are they good corporate citizens? I said, the answer is not, no, it's hell no. They're not good corporate citizens. They said, how do you figure? I said, well, the industry spends $70 billion a year licensing cable networks. And African-American-owned media gets zero. And they say, we hear that a lot. But what are you willing to do? So I filed these lawsuits that ended up being historic. I filed a $20 billion lawsuit against Comcast and a $10 billion lawsuit against Charter. Why weren't you afraid to do that to the TV guy? Got to burn the knee pads. Mm-hmm. And I knew we were positioned to fail. We didn't have true economic inclusion. Mm-hmm. So I said, we're going to do this the right way. Mm-hmm. So we took him to court. Uh, one of the judges ruled in Comcast's favor twice. And the other judge ruled on the Comcast lawsuit. And the other judge ruled in our favor on the charter case. Charter didn't like it. They said, let's go to the Ninth Circuit. I said, well, if you're going to take me to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, I'll take Comcast to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Wow. So we went to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And then something historic happened. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in our favor not once but twice Mm. on both Comcast and Charter. Comcast was very upset about it and said, well, we're going to take this to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And now
3: That's going on now. That's
8: going on now. Now we're going to be in the Supreme Court November 13th.
4: You said you felt like that was an insult to the black community. It is a big insult to the
8: black community because the truth of the matter is what I need the black community to truly understand. What happened was the Supreme Court said we're not going to look at the Byron Allen case with Comcast and Charter. We pretty much agree with the Ninth Circuit. That's a dispute between you guys. But we are going to look at the Civil Rights Act of 1866, Section 1981.
4: Now, what what is that exactly?
8: The Civil Rights Act of 1866 was put on the books, and basically it says we will have fair contracting, economic inclusion, in government contracting, and in commercial contracting. Because they knew that the newly freed slaves, African Americans, were not going to be treated freely mm. in commercial contracting and government contracting, and it was essential for us to be integrated into the financial fiber of America. It gave birth to civil rights, and it is the civil rights statute that allows us Mm -hmm. to have economic inclusion and stop economic genocide. So, Comcast said, in order for you, or Byron, or anybody, any minority, to use this law, you must prove that the reason we discriminated against you is 100% because you are black. They're making it impossible for you to use it. That is what Comcast and Charter, that's what they're pushing for. They're pushing for this, this civil rights statute to right. go away. Now, what the Ninth Circuit said in favor of black folks and all minorities, Hispanics, Asians, everybody, that it's not the sole reason, it's the motivating factor. Okay. If any part of the reason, if they discriminated right. against you... It would
3: be impossible for it to be 100%. But there it
8: is. It's impossible. So it can't be used. So if it's 20% or 30%, mm-hmm. any part of the reason... Now you can use it. So that is why we're in there in the in the Supreme Court. Now here's what's happened: Comcast went and got what's known as a amicus brief, a friend of the court, got Donald Trump's Department of Justice to write them an amicus brief saying, "Yes, let's roll minorities back to 1865." So I thought. Oh, and they're well,
4: actually putting that on the books.
8: There, the, the Donald Trump's DOJ wrote an amicus brief in favor of. And Yes. In favor of Comcast's position against us. And not only that, Comcast said, well, listen, we have 30 minutes in front of the Supreme Court. And Byron has 30 minutes in front of the Supreme Court. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to give 10 of our 30 minutes in front of Donald Trump's Supreme Court to Donald Trump's DOJ. Mm. So now, on November 13th, we're standing... In the Supreme Court, in a Donald Trump era, where we've got Donald Trump's DOJ arguing against us to take the original, the first civil rights statute,
5: and eviscerate it. All right, we got more with Byron Allen. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good <laughs> morning, everybody. It's EJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Byron Allen, billionaire in the building. Charlemagne. Hold on now, Mr. Allen.
4: Now, given the makeup of the federal court's Aren't you concerned that this new case can undo civil rights for a whole generation? It could take us back to 1865
8: all minorities. So is it worth it? It's I didn't I didn't petition to bring it to the Supreme Court. They did. Right. And then what they did is they made what I call institutionalized racism. They treat us like we are a bunch of monkeys. So here's what they say. Hey Byron, drop the case.
3: Right, that's what they're trying to make you do.
8: Drop the case and we might meet with you. No. Well, that's a, ra- that's a racist offer. Now, I'm playing and, you know, a white
4: devil's advocate here, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, shouldn't you want to kind of drop the case if it's going to set us back? Set well, no, a whole I, generation back when it comes no, to civil no, rights? No, no, because I didn't... You br- not fight? I,
8: I, first of all, we won in the in the Ninth Circuit twice, and I didn't bring it to the Supreme Court. They brought it to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't come to us in a racist way then you do it the same way you do it with all white people. You just pay them. But see, they never met with me. Yeah, yeah. And see, I asked them to meet with me, but why they won't you... They want
3: you to drop it and then meet with... And then maybe meet That's with That's right,
8: you. which is something you would never ask a white person to do. Mm-hmm. Never to so, meet yes. see. you. So you never ask anybody white to do that. So here, when we asked them to sit with us, my government relations person went to the government relations person of Charter, and, she, and he said, you should sit with Byron to resolve this. And she said to him... We don't negotiate with terrorists. Wow! Oh, well.
4: How has the feedback been from existing civil rights organizations?
8: You know, uh, you know, Michael Lawson is amazing. You know, he said he sent a letter to uh, Brian Roberts and David Cohen of Comcast and said this is wrong, and you should sit down and. We can't, don't challenge our civil rights.
4: I want to set this up for you in a nice button because I know people will take this, right? And I know you mm. got to go.
8: Yeah. No, I, I, I'm good. I got plenty of time. I'm here to hang out with you. I've been looking forward to this. I don't but have a meeting. I'm good. You no. said I'm good. I make my <laughs> own rules. you make my own rules. I make my own rules. <laughs> I own rules. do what I got to do. Yeah, I do. I like hanging out with you. You kidding me? I want to come yeah. hang out with you a lot more. I love but this. Let, but why is this such a special case? And, and in your opinion, why should we be so informed about it? It's a very special case because it's a, it's the original Civil Rights Act. In America, It's about protecting our economic inclusion. If we don't have economic inclusion, then you're done. You have to have access to a proper education. Mm -hmm. You have to have access to economics that can really get you to be a part of the American financial fiber. And so this law was designed to give us a pathway to that. This is now being taken away. So what can we do? How can we help? You can. What kind of ruckus can we make? You know what? Great question. Go to your representatives. Ask all 47 of them. Go to the grill. If you go to the Grio we will post who signed it. Right. Then you'll see who didn't. Go to the 47 members of the Congressional Black Caucus and ask them, why didn't you sign this? And what are you going to do to say to Comcast and Charter, how dare you challenge our civil rights? If you do drop the kids, what are the
4: ramifications to the black community? How did that affect us?
8: If we do drop the case, then, well, which we won't, then at the end of the day, they'll say, well, then the Civil Rights Act is not at stake anymore. But they're the ones who brought it. Gotcha. And what they've done is they've upset a lot of folks in D.C. Now you got folks in D.C. who are now talking about quietly working and aggressively working to break up Comcast. Mm. That's not my agenda. I just want them to just have the respect to sit down mm-hmm. with me so we can work things out. But they've upset a lot of folks. The NAACP has weighed in aggressively. And there are a lot of other folks, Color Change, ADOS. A lot of people are weighing in, and they're really, now they're going to hold their representatives accountable and a lot of po- politicians accountable. And I think, you know, Comcast is living in a bubble. And I get it. You know, David Cohen gets paid over $14 million a year and has a budget over $125 million to make sure that he donates money to black civil rights organizations and politicians to make sure that there are not any issues. But he's gone a bridge too far because people are truly upset because what's at stake are our civil rights. They could literally take us back to 1865. I didn't take this to the Supreme Court. They're the ones who need to drop it, and we're the ones that are in the right. How much have you spent fighting this? Millions. I don't even keep track. And who else is helping you besides yourself? Is there anybody saying, no, hey, no, I've doing I've, this all on your own? I've done this. I've, I've spent millions. You know, the real reason why I went after uh, Comcast and Charter, it didn't, even have, it didn't have anything to do with my cable networks. What happened was uh, a gentleman wanted to do the Black College Sports Network in partnership with the HBCUs, mm-hmm. and Comcast did not accept it. And that would have made a lot of money for these black colleges. Absolutely. And it would have educated, the Black College Sports Network, this is what he wanted to do, that would have educated a lot of black kids. And when they didn't do that, that's when I came off the bench and said, okay, I'm going to light you up like a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Okay? That was the real reason why I got into it was when I saw what happened with the Black College Sports Network, which I don't own. I just knew. Why that, didn't you buy it? I just knew. I may. I just knew that these black. <laughs> I like that talk. All right. I knew that these black colleges were going to benefit and these black kids were going to get the education mm-hmm. that they deserved and not have to pay. And that's what I said. And I remember I said to Tom Rutledge Chick Charter, Tom Rutledge said, well, you, you know, you sued me and blah, 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 because I was trying to get my merger done. I said, Tom, if you really want to know the truth why I sued you, it's when I saw you in the newspaper with Al Sharpton. And you said, and this is no disrespect to Al, we have an MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding with Black People. And I said, Al, who is the white guy who speaks for all black people? And why do you think there's a black guy that speaks for all black people? And why do you think he speaks for me? And so if that white guy doesn't exist for you, then that black guy doesn't exist for me. Mm -hmm. And the very idea that you can go to a black person to speak for all black people is a racist idea. Has Al
4: Sharpton been helping him to to block you a little bit?
8: No, I wouldn't say he's been helping to block, but I think what they do is they go to people like the Urban League and the NAACP and folks like that, and they make donations. Mm-hmm. And because they make donations, maybe they don't speak up quite the way they should, in my humble opinion.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, with that said, shouldn't a guy like you who has billions of dollars, you should be giving to these black organizations like the NAACP and Urban League. So basically, you got them in your pocket instead of the white, them being in the white man's
8: pocket. Yeah, I like the way you think. Uh, look, the Urban League uh, gave me the Whitney M. Young Jr. Award April 18th, my dad's birthday of uh, this year. And I gave them a quarter of a million dollars. And I told them I will give you more. we have to work together Mm -hmm. I know Comcast gives the Urban League a million bucks a year and I know it's tough for them to wean themselves off of that crack and I said guys I'm here to help I'm happy to help replace that money if not all of it but sit
4: with me and make sure you're doing the right thing my final question this is it if what the internet says is true yes sir and Bill Cosby got room for trying to buy NBC yes are you afraid
8: what they may try to do to you nah man like I said you know you have to burn your knee pads you can't live in fear Because fear is another form of slavery. I'd rather die on my feet than my knees. Mm. And don't live in fear. God's got me. God loves me. God put me here to do great things. And I will not let God down. When I finally go to heaven and God says to me, why did you help feed my hungry people? Why did you help educate my people that were not getting the education? Why did you help heal my sick children? Because I'm going be real simple. God, you're my father, and I want you to be proud of me. And as long as I know you're my life, no one can hurt me, and I am unstoppable. Byron Motherfucking Allen.
4: Instant classic. You for joining okay. us. Top three interview just, of the year for me. God damn it. Yeah. And
3: just so you know, 50 Cent's mad. Uh, Brian Roberts as well. He posted him on his social media too.
4: Is that right? Yeah, right, he yeah. Hey,
3: posted well, him from Comcast.
8: That's it. We're, we're not going to live on the Comcast plantation. Give me a call, Brian Roberts.
3: David Coleman. You
5: got Byron <laughs> Allen, just one last thing. The guy that gave you $300 million. You want to give us his number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Byron <laughs> Allen is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's uh,
2: time This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
3: Well, Kanye West uh, has gotten some responses for interviews that he's been doing lately. And one of those things that he talked about was uh, Plan B and an abortion and the Democratic Party and how African-Americans are brainwashed into killing babies. Here's what he said.
6: We brainwashed out here, bro. Democrats had us voting Democrats for food stamps for years, bro. Guns in the 80s, taking the fathers out the home, plan B, lowering our votes, making us abort our children, God should not
3: kill. Alright, so Plan B, the uh, representative, uh, rep- uh, representative for Foundation Consumer Healthcare, that's the company that makes Plan B, mm-hmm. says that their pill is in no way connected to the process of abortion. So they want to make sure that people know that when he put those two together when he was talking about abortion. Uh, they said Plan B, emergency contraception, is a safe and effective backup option when used as directed after unprotected sex or birth control failure. It prevents pregnancy before it starts by delaying ovulation, so.
4: Yeah, I don't give a damn what Kanye West says about politics, uh, but, you know, when he says black people are brainwashed, that's that's not accurate because people vote their interests, and Democrats usually have plans, and uh, they usually have plans that benefit the black and brown community, so that's why black and brown people vote Democrat most of the time.
3: All right, in addition to that, he did talk about his tax returns and how now that he uh, has given himself to God, he's getting money back
6: last year i made 115 million dollars and still ended up 35 million dollars in debt this year i looked up and i just got 68 million dollars returned to me on my tax returns and people say oh don't talk about these numbers no people need to hear someone that had been put into debt by the system talk about these kind of numbers now that they're in service to christ so you think (laughs) your awakening your spiritual awakening (laughs) is part of my success, absolutely.
4: Now, here's the thing. You listen to Kanye West, and sometimes he says things like the Plan B stuff, and you're like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Correct. Other times he says things, and I'm like, I don't see nothing wrong with what he just said. People give glory to God all the time for financial blessings, all right? People give glory to God for success all the time. Hell, if I was 30-plus millions of dollars in debt last year, and this year on my tax return I got $68 million back, I'd be screaming, look at God, too.
3: If you watch Dion Cole's stand-up <laughs> comedy, he talks a lot about how people, how we thank God for certain things. He's like, I don't know if that was God that did that. Hey,
4: I don't know who Won't else to he get the do glory it. to. Look Won't at God. He got, you do it. You're telling me if you was thirty plus million dollars
5: in debt one year, and then the Correct. next year you got a sixty million dollar tax return, you wouldn't be saying, "Look at God." I would him. I would be saying that in my house. I wouldn't be saying outside. Why not? Because that sounds like an audit to me. Why is that an audit?
4: Okay. The man got sixty million back. Okay. Why is that an audit? He turned his. He turned his. God turned his life around, All right. and he got a good accountant that turned his tax returns around. I don't see the problem. I don't get nothing back, man. I got pay every year. I, right. I I had to pay this year too.
3: Me too. But I ain't friends I think with we Trump. All, do. <laughs> all right, now Little Wayne. He was on the Bumboo Room podcast, and he was talking about his own music, and uh, he was talking about his guilty pleasures too when it comes to music that he listens to. What does Wayne listen to besides himself?
4: I don't know if I have guilty pleasure music, but yes, I listen to music that's not hip hop all the time because I don't listen to no other hip-hop but my damsel. Liar. So, yeah, of course, you got Anita Baker, you got Key Sweat. you got Marvin Gaye, you got Bob Marley, you got Tech 9 if you want to call that hip-hop, then you got Tech 9 you got Judah Priest, you got um, Lamb of God, um, Nirvana, Think 182
3: Okay. People got to stop trying Devers. so hard to be
4: different, man. So you telling me Wayne don't listen to Drake, he don't listen to Nicki? He talked about being a whole stand. He don't listen to Jay-Z. Like, you really think Wayne well, don't listen to no other rap with him?
3: Well, he was saying that he don't... He was talking about genres other than hip-hop that he listens yeah, to. Yeah, but
4: he said he, only, he said he don't listen to no other rapper but himself.
3: He said, I listen to music that's not hip-hop all the time because I don't listen... Yeah.
5: He said the only but, rap I listen to is myself.
3: Right. Yeah. Maybe he does. You believe that? No. Exactly. Come it's on, possible. man. Possible. Maybe. No, he got to listen, listen to his old I'm, sh- I'm sure he listened to Drake.
5: To I'm sure he <laughs> listened to Drake. I'm
4: he said he was a whole stand. He got to listen to Drake.
7: And
5: then he's been <laughs> featured on a couple of records. I'm <laughs> sure
7: he on, <laughs> listened to Wayne. those artists like, that stop. he's <laughs> on. He's <did> like, <laughs> like
5: Wayne, Wayne, you're a very unique. He did unique. a with Ty, I
7: Wayne believe. is
4: a very unique individual. He's a, he's a one of a kind. You don't got to try that hard to be that different. Some artists just came out and had
5: Wayne on the album recently. Who just came out and had Wayne on the album recently that was up here? I don't listen to no other rappers but myself. Stop. he listened yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, well I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. He don't listen to none of none of these songs. We about to play.
5: I know I don't listen to the donkey today, but it's next. <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to y'all these. <laughs> <laughs> no. We
4: giving y'all donkey too. You know, man. For after the hour, we really need to discuss uh, patience. You know, sometimes I think uh, I have too much of it when I hear stories like this. But we'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, we'll
5: get to that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs>
2: The donkey of the day.
1: Donkeys of the day, i I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. He's okay. haw okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the practice club, bitches. I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but donkey
4: of the day is a new one. That's right. Donkey of the day for Wednesday, October 30th, goes to a Kentucky woman who has not been named yet. Uh, hopefully, after this donkey of the day, she'll turn herself in. Salute to everyone who listens to us in Kentucky. We're on in Lexington, 1039 The Real and 931 in Louisville, respectively. Drop on the clues, bombs for Kentucky, baby. All right. Hopefully, this woman can hear the sound of my voice. But, you know, sometimes I, I hear these stories and I ask myself, do I have too much patience? There are really people out here who have very short fuses. You never know what people are going through. That's why you have to be kind to everyone because in America, 2019, you just don't know what may set a person off. Now, I don't know this woman's name, and the reason I don't know her name is because as of right now, she has not been caught, but we have to catch this woman because clearly she needs help, okay? Clearly this woman has some type of anger management issues she is fragile and is in need of some healing because as i always tell you on this radio trauma is real and when you don't deal with your trauma when you don't deal with that hurt that exists within you when you don't find healing for that pain you just end up redistributing that pain to other people and trust me young lady if you can hear me I feel your pain, all right? And your pain, I guarantee, has nothing to do with why police are currently looking for you. There is something deeper going on with you that caused you to do what you did. And that's why even though you must pay for your crime, you clearly need some type of psychological, emotional help. What did this young lady do? Let's go to WLKY CBS 32 for the report to find out. Shelby County Dispatch confirmed Shelbyville police were called
8: to the KFC for a report of a shooting. But so far, the department hasn't released any details. A message was taped to the door Monday evening saying the restaurant was closed but offered no explanation. Witnesses tell WLKY a female customer fired a shot through the window after she didn't receive a napkin and fork. The restaurant has several cameras in the drive through and witnesses
4: tell us police have a clear picture of the vehicle, but so far those images have not been released. Now this is the first. Uh, I've never heard somebody shooting up a place over a napkin and a fork, okay? Uh, Plus, I didn't know KFC was still worth shooting over. I thought Popeye's Chicken and Nigga Cookies was the undisputed king of getting people to commit random acts of violence and aggression over chicken. All right, now, I love KFC. Last time I had KFC was in 2017 on family vacation in Grenada. And it was still hitting, all right? Before that, I haven't had it in years. But my wife used to work there in high school, so that was my spot because I used to get the free food hookup, 10 chicken tenders, and all the potato wedges you could spare. That's what I ordered in Grenada as well, and I loved every bite. But that's the key word, bite, okay? You can't bite no paper towels and no fork, bae. I mean, you can, but I wouldn't advise it. Now, I have heard of people turning violent because, you know, a fast food restaurant got their order wrong. But I have never heard of someone getting violent over a fork, and some, na- some napkins. Now, what the hell did you need a fork for? When you're driving and you pull up to a fast food restaurant, you don't order anything you need a fork for. If you're driving, you do Steve. Mashed potatoes? Who drives and eats mashed potatoes? What kind of maniac are you? <laughs> if you're driving and you pull up to KFC, you don't order a pot pie or mashed potatoes unless you're headed home. If you're going to be in the car for a while, you order things you can eat while you drive, and You order the crispy kernel sandwich. You order one of the $5 fill-ups, and instead of the mashed potatoes, get the wedges. Okay, veteran eaters and drivers do not order things you need a fork or spoon for. But none of that is the point, young lady. Uh, Turn yourself in and get the help you need because either you got anger issues or you lack patience. Maybe a combination of the two. Okay, but I need to know who hurt you. All right, who hurt you that would make you want to hurt the colonel and his crew over condiments? All right? You licking shots when you should be licking your fingers. And I want you to turn yourself in and get the help you need. Please, if you're in Kentucky and you know this young lady, encourage her to turn herself in before the next fast food restaurant she shoots up may be employed by you. Please give this unidentified woman at KFC the sweet sound to the Hamilton's.
0: Oh, now you are the donkey Mm. of the day. But don't
5: you
3: hate
5: when you get a soda or a juice or a lemonade and they don't give you your straw?
3: Shouldn't you check for that right
5: now, away? That's, now, now, that, now, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, let's If, talk I, about if
4: I'd have heard that, I could have <laughs> the start. shooting a little better. you driving you know down saying? and then there's
5: no straw. Because it's open. disrespectful.
4: It's disrespectful. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes fast food workers forget. But when you order a drink and you don't give me a straw, you're mm-hmm. trying to play me, bro. You're trying to play me. Because now I might have to open it up while I'm driving and I'm going to try to take a sip and then I'm going to spill stuff all over my shirt. You understand what I'm saying? You I might be going me. somewhere that I need to be clean. You're right. You know? You're trying to play me. But that's just not. That's still not as much of a
5: maniac as eating mashed potatoes while you're driving. Who, Who does that? Nobody does that. Steven, the, the white, white demon. demon. Oh, All Jesus right. Jesus Christ. Well, thank you for that dog here today. Now, when we come back, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: The Breakfast Club. Come on, Relationship advice? Need personal advice?
5: Just need real advice.
2: Call up now for Ask Yi. Keep the bread.
5: We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yi.
9: Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Ashley.
5: Hey, Ashley, what's your question for you?
9: Oh, I kind of just wanted her advice on dealing with my boyfriend okay. um, and his mother. His mom is like very involved in our relationship, um, she drinks a lot. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. she, yeah, we used to be, like, really close, me and her, but um, she kind of, you know, she stopped drinking and got, like, a little disrespectful. And so it's, like, really hard on him because he's in between the both of us a lot with arguing and, like, not talking to each other. And she has a lot to do with, like, the problems that are in our, our relationship, and it's just, like, kind of really hard to deal with.
3: Man, I had to date a guy one time whose mother actually used to drink a lot, and then she would always call him, and then they start arguing, and so I had a, a similar situation. She never got disrespectful with me though. Now when you say she's the cause for a lot of arguments in your relationship, why does that what are the arguments that y'all are having?
9: Um, just basically kind of how to deal with her. I mean, like she's so impulsive that it's like you know, I'm just not used to that. She'll say one thing and forget that she said it and then um you know what I mean? Like it's just it's almost like talking to a different person every day and it's just really frustrating to have to deal with that. Um, he lives with her now Um, we were living together but you know we just kept arguing over him just like always going over there to see her instead of like hanging out with me which is fine like that's your mother of course I'm not gonna like be opposed to you being around her but I just don't like being around her so you know that that energy that she gives off and that vibe I know she talks about me to him and how she doesn't want me to be with him and she would rather him be with his child's mother and things like that it's just those things constantly being said to him mm-hmm. and him telling me that it's just like that bothers me of course well as a mother before you know just things that are just like really out of pocket
3: so here's a couple of things here number one her alcoholism is a sickness it's a disease right, mm-hmm. and, right. and so I do feel like she's saying those things but you have to look at it from the fact that she's not well so mm-hmm. instead of taking that Because I know that's a hurtful thing for someone to say and you're thinking that she really feels that way. She's saying those Mm -hmm. things to you because she's not well with herself. And so I think Mm -hmm. when she's lashing out at you like that, that's more of a reflection on her not feeling well about what she's going through. So I want you to understand that. Uh, Secondly, your man has to figure out what he's going to do to deal with this issue. Obviously, you know, in an ideal situation, you guys will get along, but y'all don't right now. Is he trying to get her some help? Um...
9: I don't know, I feel like they're just kind of in denial about it, like I mean he obviously knows that she's not you know she's not well right now, but it's just so hard to deal with her, and it's so hard to tell her things about herself. It's just you know what I mean, everyone's just kind of like tired of being the dead horse at this point, you right. know, like she just doesn't she doesn't believe she's that bad, and you know she's just you know she's an adult, we can't really force her to do anything if you talk to her, she gets very defensive so um, you know, it's it's kind of just hard. It's hard. I get it's hard for him to deal with as well, but it's like, you know what I mean? I right. don't
3: want to say like take a side, but it's... No, and yeah, you can't say pick a side either. I think it yeah. is important for you to be supportive of your man. And when I say being supportive of your man, understand that I'm sure it's difficult for him to have to deal with this, to be in this situation. And instead of you guys coming from a place where it's me against you over her, you have to be like, I'm supporting you because I know this is difficult for you. And it is difficult for me. So can we support each other to make sure that this doesn't tear us apart? And how can we try to make sure that we get her some type of help? Because she really does need it, and I do care, and I do want to be with you.
9: Right. And I do feel like that. I do love him. And, I, I, you know, I definitely keep him in mind whenever I'm, you know, trying to deal with the situation because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be that person, like, disrespectful to your mom right. or I want you to feel like, you know, I'll never be able to be around your mom or, you know, because ultimately that's going to wear in a relationship. But yeah, just, uh, maybe been in same situation.
3: So. <laughs> so, you know what? You and your man should go and actually talk to somebody. And then when he's comfortable with that, he should encourage his mother to come with him as well. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good idea too. I just hope she listens. <laughs> right. Well, you know, best of luck to you and don't give up on your man and listen, it's hard sometimes outside forces affect our relationship and they shouldn't. Everything else can be great. It could be that one thing and sometimes it's just your approach. Right. Right. I
9: definitely don't want to approach in that
3: way, but Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Thank I know. You Girl, so just count to ten backwards every time you start getting mad and breathe. Right. <laughs>
9: right, right. That's definitely helpful advice.
3: Thank you so much. All right. Good luck. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If
5: you need relationship advice, hit Yee now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
9: Come on. Mom.
2: Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the real.
5: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? How you doing today, man? My name is Chris. Okay, Chris, what's, what's up, up, man? what's Chris? What's your question for
6: Yee? What, what's going on, Yee? Um, I got a question, um, and this is uh, kind of personal, but I figured you're the best person to ask. I've been with my girlfriend now for about 13 years, and I never made her
1: orgasm.
6: Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering... Um, would that make a woman want to cheat on a man? Or has she already cheated on a man that had better game than me?
3: Well, yeah, I don't know that that's true. Now, can she orgasm? Has she ever had one?
6: I don't think so because to my knowledge, I took her virginity. Okay. So if I'm the only man she ever been with, then, um, no, she has not.
3: Has she ever had an orgasm from but, masturbation but, by herself?
6: But, but um, no. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, um, Uh, two times out of the 13 years as I was um, performing oral on her she did reach it. Okay. Never with my Johnson.
3: And that's fine. You know, there's some women who really can orgasm that way much easier. And so I think for me personally as long as I get one, I don't care if it's from oral or from when we have intercourse I'm fine either way.
6: okay. Okay, so I guess my question is over a 13-year span, if mm-hmm. your man was only able to make you orgasm two times, and never from his Johnson, or only from his, only from his tongue, would that make a, a woman wonder off, or, or, or? I'm
3: gonna tell you, you what I off? think. Number one, has she brought this up as an issue to you? No, it's an issue to me. Okay, man. and that's good because you care. I'm going to tell you this. You know, we can have great sex as women without necessarily having an orgasm and still feel fulfilled. Now, having an orgasm is great, but I think it's different. Like, we always feel like when a, men ha- when a man has an orgasm, we're done. But for a woman, sometimes it doesn't happen and it still can be a great experience. Now, why don't you do oral more and make her orgasm that way more?
6: I do do oral a lot. I actually like doing oral. Uh, the problem is she doesn't uh finish every time I do the oral. It just happens, you know, just them two times and I try to do it the exact same way, mm-hmm. you know, keep everything the same and it just doesn't seem to uh play out. I mean now she seems to be enjoying it, um, but it just um never gets to finish. Did you ask um, her? And, you know, that was a yeah. Um and she always say that she doesn't know. She always say most women don't and I just I, I just find that hard to believe. No, there's
3: definitely women who have never had... There's women who have never had orgasms, and I understand that you feel, like, frustrated about it. Does she masturbate?
6: No, she doesn't.
3: That might be helpful. If she knows what make, can make her have an orgasm, she can help you figure that out.
6: You know what? That makes sense. That makes a lot
3: of sense. Maybe y'all could really, like, do it together. You could watch her masturbate. That could be really fun for you. Maybe she'll get into it. You guys can get a little freaky. Okay. Now, I have
6: one more question. Mm-hmm. Now, if I've been with her these 13 years and I don't know where her G-spot is. Isn't that a problem
3: as well? You can find out, right? She's about to show you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys got to have fun with it. First of all, sometimes I think we also, as women, you know, when we're having sex, we can be self-conscious about things. We can be thinking too hard. There might be things that we're holding back and we don't feel completely comfortable. Is she comfortable with her body? Um, I think she's comfortable with her body, but as far as doing certain things
6: like um, being flamboyant, showing her body off, wearing um, promiscuous type clothing. Um, she's not that type of girl. Well, I am just
3: talking about in the house. Is she comfortable? Like when you guys are having sex, is she very comfortable with her body?
6: Yeah, for the most part, I would think
3: so. Okay. Yeah, I would think that um, you guys should figure out, uh, just explore her body. Let her explore her body herself. I think that could be really fun for you both. For her to figure out what she needs, that might help her teach you what it is that she needs, and it might make her more relaxed. I think it's interesting that she doesn't masturbate at all. She, she, she doesn't masturbate
6: at all, unless you do it without telling me, without me knowing. Well, y'all should have
3: that conversation because I think that could be really helpful.
6: Okay, thank you so much for helping you. Yeah, I
9: appreciate that. All
3: right, and believe her, if she's having a good time, you can tell a woman is enjoying sex. I really feel like I've had great sex sometimes and not had an orgasm from it, so that's okay. Now, would I like to orgasm every time? Yeah. Does it always happen? That doesn't mean it's bad if it doesn't.
5: Yeah.
3: Okay. Okay, thank you. Well, that was very sweet and thoughtful that you called, though. Good luck.
5: Good luck, brother. alright eight five one zero five one. If you need advice from you, you can hit it at any Now, we got rumors on the
3: way? Yes, we're going to talk about Kevin Hart. He's put out a video just giving us an update and talking about how he views life differently after his accident.
5: All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
3: It's DJ MV
5: Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kevin Hart.
2: Listen up, it's just in All the gossip, gossip The rumor report Gossip, gossip With Angela Yee It's the rumor report The Breakfast Club
3: Well, Kevin Hart was on social media And he talked about his whole recovery process How his life has changed Since that accident that he had September 1st In Malibu Hills
6: No matter how much you think you're in control You're not in control And at the end of the day, it can all be over, man You know, when God talks, you gotta listen in this case i honestly feel like god basically told me to sit down you know when you're moving too fast and you're doing too much sometimes you can't see the things that you're meant to see but after my accident i see things differently i see life from a whole new perspective my appreciation for life is is through the roof
3: all right the person that was driving the car is jared black he's not going to be suing him and he was the person at the wheel, his fiance, Jared Black's fiance, Rebecca Broxman, was also in the car. She's the personal trainer of Kevin Hart's wife, Aniko.
4: Hey, listen, nothing like a brush with death to make you appreciate life, man. Salute to my guy, Kevin Hart. He'll be back better than ever in I'm 2020. Sure. I'm sure. And he's right. He also said in that video, man, he feel like, you know, God just wanted to sit him down for a second. And that's probably very true.
3: All right. Tamron Hall, she is talking on her talk show with Dan Pippenbring, who co-wrote Prince's new memoir, The Beautiful Ones. And she talked about her relationship with Prince. She doesn't normally give up too much information. But she did reveal that they would talk about their outfits every single morning. And she actually ended up on the cover of one of his songs, If I Could Get Your Attention, his single from 2015, after she sent him a selfie. Listen to this. I sent him a selfie one day, and he then stole my selfie and used it as the cover. That's right. For his single. I woke up the next morning, and people were like, you're all over the Internet. You're on the cover of Prince's uh, song, If I Could Get Your Attention. Yeah. But we had been very close many years by now, and he uh, wrote me an email in relation, because I called him. I said, what are you doing? And I never, so I never share my emails with Prince. I have hundreds of them, if not a thousand, because I don't, like you, want to feel like I'm exploiting. Right. this is the email. Hate your red dress. Why? Because it's touching your body and
9: I'm not. Ooh, okay, wow. Prince.
4: That's one of the bombs for wow. Prince with the game. Wow. <laughs> that running that game? I
7: can
5: see That's
4: that. A That's a, good one. That's a, to a great those line. those amazing songs. I'm going to use that one. I'm about to use it right <laughs> now. I don't know what my wife's wearing right now. I was about to use it. I was like, I don't know what you
3: wear. I hate that. I hate that I hate, dress uh, you're
4: wearing. What? <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to Prince today. to date.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. But she doesn't give up too much information about it. She doesn't want to share too much. But this book, The Beautiful Ones, came out yesterday. So it's about Prince and his journey to stardom. And so she's just speaking with one of the writers from that book. I
4: thoroughly enjoyed The Tamron Hall Show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not just because I was on it, but I really do enjoy the show. Very informative.
3: All right, and now let's talk about Van Lathan. My guy. He was on Jamil Hill's show, Unbothered, and he talked about leaving TMZ after that whole controversial situation where it didn't look like he should have been let go for that, but here's what he said.
4: I, personally, am not mad at anyone. This was a situation with me to where I was... Planning more things in my future. Like at the end of the year, I was probably I wasn't probably I was going to leave anyway. The relationships and the stuff that I have with with the people that are there were all very genuine. Like this past weekend, my some of my coworkers threw me a going away party. Mike was there, so it's a weird situation from from that from from that standard. Okay. He really, I mean he really was leaving anyway though his contract is up in January, so I mean. You right. know, sometimes, guy, I, I, I've been telling everybody this is a transition year. 2019 is the year transition because you know, uh, nine is the highest level of change. So whether you want to make a change or not, the universe is going to force you to make one. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, it seems to me like everybody wants to uh, work with Van Lathan now, so I'm sure he'll be perfectly fine. A-okay,
4: a- no a- sky's the limit. I'm for sure that. he'll be fine. Going to be more than fine.
3: Mm-hmm. And happy belated birthday to Gabrielle Union. You know, she's 47 years old now. Mm-hmm. I always think that Gabrielle Union looks amazing, and she said her secret is. Water, tequila, boundaries, and an extra helping of accountability. So, yes, <laughs> I agree with okay. that. Happy
4: Monday to Tracee Ellis tequila. Ross, too. Yesterday was Tracee Ellis Ross Monday as well.
3: And she also... Um, You know, besides all of that, she went on Instagram and she said, this is 47, some nuggets I've learned to embrace. As long as I got a plate full or not, I'm going to try to make sure everybody eats. If the seat you're offering me at your whack-ass table means I can't sleep at night, that's a hard pass for me. I'll go to my grave, creating the world's biggest, most inclusive table, centering the voices, lives, and best interests of our most marginalized people. Then she said, evolution is a beautiful thing. Just because you are a dumbass doesn't mean you have to stay a dumbass. Learn, grow, and evolve.
4: Also, people got to stop saying this is 47. Like, they got to start saying, this is my 47. Because I can show you some 47 that, that don't, don't look, look like, like Gab that. Union. Oh, absolutely. For her, this Angela is Bathurst. 47. Everybody should say, this is my. Not because Angela Bathroom, when she say, this is my, this is 60-something. No, not for everybody. All right, you're a genetic wonder.
3: Well, that is 47, so mm-hmm. congratulations. And happy birthday again, like I said, to Gabrielle Union. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
5: All right, Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
3: EJ Envy, Angela
5: Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good What's morning. What's happening? Now, um, shout to uh, Byron Allen for joining us this morning. Byron Allen,
4: great conversation. Very long conversation. The full conversation is up on Breakfast Club YouTube page. I think the full thing was like, what, an hour 20 or something like that? Yeah, about an hour and, I'm, and change. I mean, you know, when you get a guy like Byron Allen who doesn't really, you know, do a lot, of, a lot of interviews like that, and you can just get him to come in here and just, you know, give us some of the game of how he got to where he is. I think it's great information I think everybody Should go check it out Absolutely And it's just about Changing the narrative too Right Like yo man We always hear from The rappers And the athletes But what about The black people Doing things In different spaces That's what I think Byron Allen represents Okay You know You gotta show You gotta show kids That it's other career Options out there Absolutely you know? Cause I know Black people are Very visual people so, the people that we see on TV who are usually successful are usually in entertainment or athletics. And I mean, Byron Allen is in the entertainment industry, but the thing that he kept stressing the most is education and business. All right? Because it's one thing to start off as a talent, it's another to become a Byron Allenist.
5: That's right. And shout out to Byron Allen. I mean, is is what he's created and, and the investments he's made that give him big a round of applause, man. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Hey, and I want to salute Osay and Armani, man. O- Osay and Armani sent me that drippy ass apple pie. Yep. Uh, early this week, and they f- they came all the way from East Atlanta after they heard me shout them out, and they was outside of the radio station with twenty
5: fresh apple pies. <laughs> they ain't making though. I seen the price on it. Like but I respect
4: the hustle, man. Did you, you, did know you know try understand? them? I
5: didn't try. They want. They- I think they want to come up here and rap or something like that.
4: They got music. I'm gonna listen. I actually am gonna listen to their music because I am very. I'm just intrigued now okay cuz i'm like apple pie is different i've never had somebody bring me an apple pie okay you know what i'm saying so i'm going i'm going to, i'm not going to eat the pie i'm going to give the pie away to somebody who deserves it or needs it okay like a veteran homeless veteran or something but i'm going
5: to listen to the music so salute to Ose and armani all right when we come back positive notice the breakfast club good morning morning everybody is dj Envy, angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club Nahie, yeah, you heading out to Atlanta, right?
3: Yes, I'll be in Atlanta tonight. I'll be at the Buckhead Theater, and we are doing Lift Service Live. So me, Stephanie, Gigi, L'Oreal will be there alongside YFN Lucci, Treble, Tokyo Jets, Johnny Blaze, other surprises as well. So make sure you guys come and join us. What What about you? Oh, I ain't doing
5: nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and
4: go That's get amazing. some sleep, so. bro. Let me tell we'll you something. Sleep. I got one thing to do today, but the beauty of this week is that I don't have to fly nowhere. I don't have to go nowhere. Me, I'm me. right here, local. I get to pick my daughter up from cheerleading and go to my other
5: daughter's preschool. Like, this is—life is amazing. You hear me? Well, the only bad thing is just tomorrow is Halloween. And it's supposed to be raining and nasty, and I still got to take the kids out. Supposed hey, to rain tomorrow? it's nastiness. Yes, Halloween's tomorrow. It's supposed to God. rain and be nasty. I mean, I know
4: Halloween tomorrow. I ain't supposed to be raining and be nasty. Yes. Well, then we're going to have trick-or-treat at the house. I'm going to buy all the candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have mad candy downstairs in the, the basement. We're going to get dressed up, and we're going to be downstairs having a good time. That's what the hell we're going to do. Oh, man. Well, you got a positive note? Yes, the positive note is simply this, man. Uh, it's from Ralph Waldo Emerson, actually. What lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales in comparison to what's inside you. Breakfast Club, bitches! You y'all finish or y'all done?